Become a recognized leader in your industry through speaking and thought leadership. That's what you should be doing, according to Michelle Barry Franco. She's a coach, author, podcaster, and so much more. She helps other coaches, wellness experts, and founders step into recognized leadership through speaking, writing, and social media thought leadership. All throughout this episode, she's going to share tips with you. So what are we waiting for? Let's get going. Episode number 115 begins right now. By the way, to timestamp this podcast for you, it was recorded around mid-May 2020. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Bolitnikoff, and imagine yourself right now, and I'm speaking to you as the listener. You have just delivered an awesome TEDx speech. You couldn't even believe that you got on that stage, and it was a wonderful experience. It's vaulted you and your personal brand and your company light years ahead, and you go back to the time that you called Michelle Barry Franco, and you say, this is when I started my journey to get on a stage like this. And that's exactly what she does. So Michelle Barry Franco, so happy to have you on the podcast. I am delighted to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to have you. So let's just dive right in. Uh, you do it. put clients on that you help them find a path to the biggest stages in the world. TEDx yeah. is just one of them that you mentioned in your bio, but love to have what you do from your perspective and your story and all those other good things. This is really intriguing. A lot of people would love to be that person delivering that 12 to 18 minute talk. Yeah, isn't it fun? It's funny. It really does have an allure. And, you know, having had the tremendous gift and honor of being alongside these speakers as they go through the whole process of preparing and then standing in that green room and walking to the back, you know, getting mic'd up and the energy of that, it's, <laughs> it really is something. So it is something to aspire to. And it's such a, a cool a cool thing to do for a living, I have to say. My clients speak on all kinds of stages. Some of them are TED stages, TEDx stages, and but often at the best, the best conferences in their industry. Sometimes in their on their own at their own events that they put on themselves. Usually a mix of all of those things. Most of the time, I am the person they come to once they have the talk. So while definitely my clients, while we're working together, get additional talks, and sometimes it's a TED talk, largely they come to me because now it's time, like the rubber meets the road and they want to make sure they're really going to, they're going to kill it up there like they always dreamed. So let's talk about your process because one of the things that you do and that you tell clients is, and then I saw this even in the questions that you had prepared for me as, you know, you gave me, and you're very good with giving me great interview prep. So thank you very much for that. But <laughs> getting, so people getting on the best stages in their industry, how are mm -hmm. you taking them through the process to make that happen? What I say to people who want to be on great stages and, you know, there's a subset of people who this is a calling for them. And I can't tell you how many times 
I have had almost the same verbatim words said to me. You know, it's sort of like a secret. They'll say, you know, I've always imagined myself like on a stage and there's like a light on me and there's this huge audience out there. And then this is where it varies a little bit by the person, but some will say, and everybody's laughing and some will say, the room is silent but there's just this theme where the people who I think especially are attracted to to my message and the way I talk about speaking, it's a calling for them. And so when I talk about getting on great stages, there are a lot of people out there who will say, you know, it's a numbers game, just like sales or any kind of kind of opportunity. And that may be true. I don't know because I haven't done it that way. I guide my clients to become recognized leaders in their industry. And you do that through a really clear but deep process of who am I? What am I on this earth to say? What is the stand that I want to take consistently over time with integrity and credibility such that they become known for this message and this stand? Then those stages, it's more of a magnetic process. It doesn't mean they don't ever apply. Of course not. But it is the uncertainty around how captivating and engaging they'll be on stage, how good they'll be, is so much smaller because they're already known. All right. I want to mention a few things here before we move any further in the interview is is that people, as I'm sure people right now say, okay, tell me how to connect with her. MichelleBarryFranco.com. And that's uh, two L's in Michelle. So Michelle (laughs) and then B-A-R-R-Y, Franco. Dot com and also the thoughtleadershipschool.com. And you're also the author of Beyond Applause, Making a Meaningful Difference Through Transformational Speaking. So uh, there's, right. and there are so many more things that you do, and people can definitely investigate that by connecting with you in all the places they can connect with you. But let's talk about public speaking. And you contend that most public speaking advice out there is actually doing more harm than good. So tell me what you mean by that. It's focusing on the wrong thing. So, and I see this, I see this by reading the advice that I see out there because I stay is pretty connected to what's being said, but also I hear it when people come into my world and start asking about working with me. And, and I understand where it comes from, but so the focus is on delivery and how they're going to move on stage and telling the perfect story and blowing them all away and moving, you know, moving in the in the right way and jumping up and down or being dynamic. And and there's a lot of advice out there about what you need to do to be a great speaker. And I think this is what squelches such great brilliance on stage. Because a really great speaker (laughs) is about something way deeper and way more connected than that. A great speaker is an incredible listener. It's someone who understands who they're about to serve with this message. And they've done some really deep audience analysis, what I call intimate connection with their audience, with their ideal audience. So that they're they're diving deep on who they serve. They're diving deep on what they what their heart really wants to say, what their message is, and the 
the dynamic delivery in whatever way that looks for that particular person, it is a natural reveal from deep clarity and really strong connection with their audience. And nobody talks about, I mean, almost nobody talks about it that way. They're talking about, well, you have to pause at certain points and pausing is awesome, right? So all of these strategies, they're good strategies, but they're coming at it outside in and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It feels mechanical. That's why. You got to start inside, come out, and then you know where to pause because you naturally feel it. I'll tell you, the speaking, I think, is branding. And what I mean by that is back in episode number 83, we interviewed Mary Maloney, and she's a board member of Athena International, but she's also a branding expert. And the title of her Mm -hmm. podcast was why, or I should say is, because it's still there, uh, but her podcast title is Why Finding and Communicating Your Purpose is vital to your brand because people these days, they make a connection, whether you're a company or an individual, you know, a solopreneur or a huge corporation, they want to know what you stand for. And I think that, and I have you react to this, that being able to speak effectively and really allow people to understand your, your purpose is really important even more so in the 21st century and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we have more focus on meaning now and we create connections that way with people that we do business with. So for sure, purpose can bind us in that way. I think what I would even add to that, which which I think is a beautiful baseline, what what you just said is is the, the next level then. So what is my purpose good? Like I say this with clients too, what is, what's the stand you take? You got to know why you're here doing this. Like what, what is the message you want to share? But then it all turns over to them. It's no longer about you. And so we have our purpose as kind of our, our foundational drive that keeps us sort of on path, but really the rest of it is in service. And when that happens, so many things fall away. You're not as worried about how perfect you are on stage. It's not about you anymore. So it doesn't matter, right? Your purpose is sort of like the engine, but everything else is about serving through that purpose. All right. A lot of people suffer from this and you can have this great purpose. You can craft a great talk. But if you're so nervous up there that you can't get it across, how do you help people overcome their anxiety? (laughs) Of course, this is a super, super common one that comes up all the time. And I always feel like my answer is a little bit unsatisfying unless you just really hear me. (laughs) So I'm going to ask everyone listening to just really listen into this. Speaking anxiety is a natural part of being human. And it's, it's not the anxiety that's ever a problem. It's, I mean, under any circumstances, whatever quote unquote scary thing you're going to do. So we don't know exactly why speaking anxiety is so prevalent and can be so intense. Nobody really knows for sure. But what makes the most sense to many of us in this industry is that it's just this primal part of our brain that, you know, back, way back in our history, it, when we lived out in the elements, if we were ousted from our tribe, we would die 
from either a neighboring you know, enemy or a large animal. When you stand up in front of a room full of people and proclaim your ideas with clarity and conviction and confidence, there is a very reasonable chance, more than a reasonable chance, that you will be judged. We know that because we all judge when we're watching people speak. So you know that's going to happen. And this primal part of your brain says, danger, danger, basically, I'm going to die because I'll be ousted from this tribe forever. It's an old, old part of our brain. And that doesn't, so knowing that does not remove that from happening. But when you can see that that, that happening is an, it means you're human. It means that it's that you're just a normal person. You can make less meaning out of speaking anxiety. The reason speaking anxiety gets debilitating is because we give it too much meaning. It doesn't mean anything. It means you're human. When you look to a different place, so what I do with clients is point them to another place, which is the deeper place that's the call, that call to serve. They know they're supposed to be on a stage. They've known that. And they know it in a really deep, powerful way. Keep looking there. The rest of it is sensations in your body. That's it. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about one thing here as we start rolling into the last few questions in that you're a podcaster like I am and you do so yeah. many things that it's some it's somehow it's some it's tough to get to all of them I should say. I can't even I can't even get it out. I, I think I might need some speaking coaching from you after all this is over. But uh Brilliance at Work Pod <laughs> Well, thank you. Brilliance at Work yeah. podcast. And that is something that you are tackling a wide range of topics there. It's not all about speaking. You know, as I look at uh, some of your episodes here on your website, as we're looking, you're, by the time this airs, you will certainly be way beyond the, this number of episodes. But if I look at episode 84, information does not create transformation. Episode 86, how to build your business when you're stuck at home. So you cover a wide-ranging uh, array of topics, and it's just – Wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your podcast and what people can expect. Yeah, thank you for bringing up my podcast. I love talking about it. It's one of my favorite places to, I mean, just like this, right? To share, to, I can just see them out there wondering these things and what a beautiful opportunity we have, you and I, to serve in this way. So I love it from that perspective. And yeah, what I talk about on the Brilliance at Work podcast for sure is speaking. I mean, I have decades of experience doing that and it's such a gift and I know it's something people want help with. But but we we talk about really where freedom to share, to express ourselves comes from. So it, it manifests in a lot of different ways and speaking is one of the most powerful ones there is because you can really change a whole lot of lives at once. But but when you know that you're on this earth to say something meaningful, there are so many ways that we do that. So through the Brilliance at Work podcast, we talk about all the ways that we that you can express yourself with full freedom, what I call surrendered speaking, surrendered expression. All right, let's roll into our last few questions here. The resource question, of course, and we mentioned the resources that I think people should plug into, of course, michellebrarifranco.com, thethoughtleadershipschool.com, of course, your book, Beyond Applause, Make a Meaningful Difference Through Transformational Speaking, and then, of course, the podcast that you just talked about. But what are some other resources you would like to point folks at you think that maybe would inspire them? 
So if we're talking about, I mean, you know, I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this and interested in speaking already knows about TED and TED.com and all the wonderful uh, you know, talks that are there. And of course, there are the best known ones. And you can search the 10 most inspiring TED Talks. And I have a couple of others that I just love for my own purposes. One of them was a speaker who spoke at TEDx Bend, where I have been a, a speaking coach. And I've had amazing speakers that I've gotten to coach there. Uh, this wasn't one of my speakers, but Catherine Center did this amazing talk that was just so accessible and beautiful and such an advocacy um, on, it was, I don't even have the title of it, but it's sort of like why boys should read more books with girls as a lead character. That's basically the title of it. And it was just such a good example of a great, accessible, warm delivery. So I love talks that are less known that you can be inspired by. One of my clients, Susan Hyatt, has a great talk called, if you want to change, if we want to change the world, we've got to smash diet culture or kill diet culture. Another really great, inspiring talk by a great female leader out there in the world. And there are amazing resources, people that I go to for speaking resources, like Gar Reynolds and and his book, Presentation Zen, Nancy Duarte. So these are people that I just point people to all the time for speaking. Well, speaking of speaking, wait a minute, I said speaking twice. Now I said it a third time. I got to stop saying it. Well, all kidding aside, let's give the mic to you and have you address the audience with whatever you'd like to talk to them about. I'm going to hand the mic over to you. It's always fun to do this with a fellow podcaster. And yeah. Michelle, the floor is yours. I think the thing I would want to say is is for those of us, for those who are listening, and I guess I do include myself in this, so me too, who who know that that you're called because some of us are called to serve with our voice and it looks a lot of different ways. But I know that that call can be scary. And oftentimes we're looking for some kind of external sign or indicator that we are, that, that we're allowed to get out and share this message in this way, that we can see ourselves on that stage and that we actually belong there at that at that TED conference, at that industry conference that you've been coveting forever, here's the thing I, I want you to know. If you feel that call, that is your sign. You were made for this. And I know that because you know that. That's the signal. So that's the main thing I would wanna say. Great way to end the podcast. Michelle Barry Franco, hey, if they are looking to get on that stage, then I know a good person that they can go talk to. And uh, I would say that they should start at michellebarryfranco.com to do exactly that. And thank you so much for your time. Really appreciated having you on and uh, you sharing all these insights with everybody. Thank you, Jeff. It was really fun. All right. Your brain is designed to keep you safe, small, and stuck. That's according to Therese Skelly. She is a business coach, author, podcaster, and much more. According to her, you need to be fiercely brilliant and create a business that works for you instead of you working for the business. Here's a bit from Therese as she talks about women owning their value. I think the main problem that women have is that they're not owning their value. You know, if you are over 40 years old, you have been socialized to dim your light. You've been socialized to take care of other people first. And so 
If you have a thing, if you have a gift to give, because I think we're all here to serve. We really are. At least the people that are listening to you and me, right? There's a part of us that wants to make humanity better, and we are gifted with certain things. And what happens is we come in the world and we're like, eh, it's not that good. Oh, everybody, uh, Tony Robbins already talked about that. Oh, Jeff's already doing that. Nobody wants, and, so, and you dim yourself down. And so what I would tell you is there, there's that light in you that it's call, it's like literally expressing itself through you to be the gift, right? And that's the work I do. And in fact, I've moved from being fiercely here. I want people now to be fiercely brilliant. Like I want your brilliance shining because when you shine, everybody around you is elevated. This podcast has a lot of value, but it only has value in three ways. First of all, by you listening to it. Second of all, If you could, and these are optional steps, but my partners and I at Athena International would really appreciate if you did this, rate and review the podcast, plus share the episodes with your network that you find relevant and valuable. And again, thank you in advance for anything that you might do for us. And certainly thank you for listening. See you next week.